that was a lovely intro of some space music from the early 60s, a little piece called Telstar. And I think it speaks with kind of an eternal voice uh, of both the future and uh, the infinities of space-time. I want to welcome you all to this, the fourth episode of Poets of the East. Uh, again, co-hosted by the extraordinary talent, uh, Misha Danduta, who brings us, again, fantastic poets from Romania, uh, the uh, wonderful Cosmin Berta and Soren Gerkut. Uh, and uh, we hear just some extraordinary poetry. And uh, despite some technical difficulties of uh, We were hoping to bring a few more poets at this particular point, but uh, our friend uh, Misha brings a reading of uh, another fantastic poet, and uh, I'll let him introduce that one for you. But here we go, ladies and gentlemen, Misha Danduta, episode four of Poets of the East. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, thank you for being here. Welcome a lot. I am honored to I'm honored to be here in the company of uh, initially four, now two, but I think the other two will join later. Uh, one of the most uh, important and uh, awarded Romanian uh, Romanian poets, uh, Mr. Sorin Gerguts and Mr. Cosmin uh, Perza. Welcome, thank you very much for your time and for your interest in uh, uh, participating to this program. I want to thank once again Rick Spisak for his enthusiasm, his energy, and his uh, great interest in uh, uh, in the uh, European poetry. Actually, he started or he intends to start a very uh, interesting program called Poets of the East. Uh, and a part of this program will be dedicated also to the Romanian contemporary poetry. Thank you very much, Rick, for taking your time and your uh, for investing your energy, especially us in Milwaukee. It's very, very uh, early in the morning, so I'm I, I am aware that this this is uh, a real effort for you. Thank you very much for for bringing this for the uh, for the Romanian poetry. Um, I would like to, uh, in order to to start, I would like to mention that this is our fourth recording, and uh, the main criterion was Romanian poets, which uh, got uh, national and international awards, and uh, which became models, even if themselves they are uh, they are young enough, they became models for the younger generations. And they managed to create personal, uh, personal literary styles without falling into academies, without falling into uh, into mainstream. So I think this is enough from my part. Uh, I would like to kindly ask them to introduce themselves and to read what they uh, have in English and also in the initial language uh, Romanian. Um, as for now, we only have two of the guests. I kindly ask them to decide 
who would like to to start if not the alphabetic order is always at disposition at the disposal okay uh, I wasn't prepared with the Romanian versions <laughs> so uh, oh, sorry. sorry thank you for uh, thank you for having us uh, uh, my name is Cosmin Persa I'm a Romanian writer I write poetry and uh, also novels and uh, short prose what can I say I um, I published some books. Uh, I had some uh, some awards. Uh, <laughs> I had some uh, copies well sold, and some others not so <laughs> well sold. Um, and uh, after almost uh, 20 years of, uh, of writing, uh, I think I still have the energy to to think of some new formula. Always. <laughs> so that's enough about me. I, I start reading. I, I read in English first. I, uh, I read some... Uh, I prepared a long poem, uh, not very long, a longer poem and a very short one. Uh, there are some uh, brand new translations, very fresh, uh, made by Iris Nutsu, whom I thank. Uh, she just finished them yesterday for another project, but uh, I'll use them in uh, first time with you, so it's a premiere. <laughs> Our, we are honored. <laughs> so the first poem, poem is called Brain Map. We all have moments when we ponder and can clearly see the depth. We all feel scared when faced with weakness, with foreseen failure, with the thin line between something and nothing. I drew a brain map as an experiment, and I made notes on small sections of my brain. This is where I learn to be happy. This is where I cry. This is where I want to die fast. This is where I think about survival. This is where I smoke and drink. This is where I don't understand why I write. This is where I'm sorry. This is where I wish I had been something else. This is where I have a home. This is where I have nothing. This is where I remember my first kiss. This is where I love. This is the place. This is where you are. You'd better not talk about yourself. You'd better proceed with your projects in silence. You'd better shut up altogether. You'd better not say anything at all. You'd better not exist. You'd better do something with your life. But I didn't write this on my brain map. And it's not about lack of ambition or power. And neither is it, it is about fantasies nor unfulfillment. But about a huge bird whose wings cover the entire sky above. About a loud scream that fills your ears early in the morning about the feeling of abandonment, about waking up in a world you can only partially understand, that you can't connect with, communicate with, that's always waiting for something, something you can no longer give, you could never give. It's not about you or me, but about hundreds like you and me. Not about my shortcomings, 
and my weakness and my inability to understand and my inadaptation and my frustration and my pain and my love and my fear and my silence, but about those who can't express them. A long time ago, somewhere in a train, someone told me, when you feel you can't take it anymore, look at the world as if you are looking through this train's window. I made a brain map, and on small sections of my brain, I wrote down all sorts of fears. On a small portion, I made a tiny, illegible note. This is where I'll never go back. Okay, so. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. That's the first one, and the very short one. Thank you very much. So, uh, I understand you don't have also the Romanian version, do you? Yes, I can find it very fast. Okay, okay. So, it's up to you. While Cosmin, you managed? Okay. Yes. Toți avem momente în care ne gândim serios și vedem limpede adâncimea. Tuturor nu se face frică în fața neputinței, a eșecului premeditat, a liniei subțiri dintre ceva și nimic. Am făcut pentru un experiment o hartă cerebrală și am notat pe mici secțiuni ale creierului. Aici este locul în care învăț să mă bucur. Aici e locul în care plâng. Aici e locul în care vreau să mor repede. Aici e locul în care mă gândesc la supraviețuire. Aici e locul în care beau și fumez. Aici e locul în care nu înțeleg de ce scriu. Aici e locul în care îmi pare rău. Aici e locul în care mi-aș fi dorit să fi fost altceva. Aici e locul în care am o casă. Aici e locul în care nu am nimic. Aici e locul în care țin minte primul sărut. Aici e locul în care iubesc. Aici e locul. Aici ești tu. Mai bine nu vorbi despre tine. Mai bine continuă-ți proiectele în tăcere. Mai bine taci de tot. Mai bine nu vorbi deloc. Mai bine nu ai exista. Mai bine ai face ceva bun cu viața ta. Asta nu am mai scris în harta mea cerebrală. Și nu e vorba despre lipsă de ambiție sau de putere. Și nici de închipuire sau de ratare nu este vorba. Ci despre o pasăre uriașă care acoperă cu aripile tot cerul deasupra. Despre un țipăt strident care îți umple urechile de la primele ore. Despre sentimentul de abandon. Despre trezirea într-o lume pe care o înțelegi parțial, la care nu te poți racorda, cu care nu poți comunica, care mereu așteaptă ceva. Ceva ce tu nu mai poți da. Niciodată nu ai putut da. Nu despre mine sau tine e vorba, ci despre sute ca mine sau tine. Nu despre lipsa mea și neputința mea și neînțelegerea mea și inadaptarea mea și frustrarea mea și durerea mea și dragostea mea și spaima mea și liniștea mea și despre cei care nu le pot exprima. Acum multă vreme, undeva într-un tren mi-a spus cineva, când simți că nu mai poți, Uită-te la lume cum te-ai uitat prin geamul trenului ăstuia. Mi-am făcut o hartă cerebrală și am notat pe mici porțiuni ale creierului tot felul de spaime. Într-o părticică am scris mărunt, ilizibil. Aici e locul în care nu o să mă întorc niciodată. Ok, and the second poem. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you very much. <laughs> This is a very short one called Still About Her. 
I don't know if you remember this, but the first time we made love, the morning sky was cloudy. And I said to myself, come what may, never again will you meet such a woman to love. We don't know each other that well yet, and we haven't been through a lot. But I know, my love, how cloudy that sky was and how complicated everything was and how quickly we decided that such a woman and such a man together could see anything true. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I'll search very fast for the English, for the Romanian version. In between, I would like to mention that I'm trying to add Robert Sherban. He's somewhere here, uh, hard to say where. Uh, and also, I would like to say that I'm very happy I managed to burn the three candles of the third Advent weekend during uh, that poem of yours, uh, Cosmin. And thank you very much for this. Thank you. Well, I found the Romanian version, so I read it really fast. Tot despre ea. Nu știu dacă ți-amintești, dar când am făcut prima dată dragoste, cerul de dimineață era tulbure. Și eu m-am gândit, fie ce-o fi, o asemenea femeie de iubit nu mai întâlnești. Și încă nu ne știm așa bine și nu am trecut peste multe. Dar știu, dragostea mea, cât de tulbure era cerul ăla și cât de complicat a fost tot și cât de repede am decis. Ca o asemenea femeie și un asemenea bărbat împreună pot trece peste orice. That was it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your work. Thank you for okay. having me. Thank you very much, Cosmin. Uh, I was, I have to say, I have to admit, uh, I was missing uh, this, uh, uh, I, I was missing your poetry. Of course, I have every, any time the possibility of reading it on the internet, but when you're reading it, It is something uh, something else in the lecture of the author, and therefore we uh, agreed with Rick that your voices will be one of the main element elements uh, uh, for this series of uh, of broadcast broadcastings. I would like to add also that Cosmin is the director of one of the most important Romanian uh, publishing houses. Not anymore. Uh, no, no, that's all news. <laughs> okay, sorry, and I apologize. On December, yeah, I quit it, so <laughs> I'm a freelancer I now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize, I apologize. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much once again, Cosmin, and uh, I would like to uh, kindly ask uh, another uh, equally excellent poet, Soringer Goods, to tell us what he thinks it is important for about uh, about himself. Maybe I will start shortly by mentioning that Sorin and me used to be, we used to be colleagues uh, at the Romanian Cultural Institute, which some years ago, maybe 10 years, 15 years, how long it is, Sorin? I think 15 years ago. Somewhere in between, I think. <laughs> something in between, yes. Uh, used to be a kind of uh, cultural ministry of foreign affairs of Romania, and uh, everybody was appreciating the Romanian Cultural Institute more than the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Therefore, that Romanian Cultural Institute disappeared, and even if as an institution does still exist, 
the people are completely different. There are completely different people there now. I'm sorry, it's just I wanted to expose a common memory of uh, Sorin and, uh, and me from uh, times where uh, it was a pleasure to work in, within the field of the Romanian culture. So Sorin, welcome and thank you very much for accepting our invitation. Thank you for inviting me. I belong to the lazy phalanx of Romanian poets. My uh, my first book was published in 2000, that was in 2011, and uh, the most recent in 2002. So I'm moderately lazy. Uh, I've been more consistently featured in uh, public readings, although as your listeners can see, so to say, my dictionary is not uh, more optimal, but I try to go through it. Each, so, uh, I'll uh, go on reading. Uh, and uh, my contribution to Romanian culture also includes uh, some translations, like uh, William Barney, The Naked Lunch, and The Post Office by Charles Bukowski. Among other books. Jonah, you we went up to Nineveh. The same guys repented that very hour. The Lord did forgive them. And Jonah was sour. He'd cut and he'd wait. Man names dragged through the mire, got hold of a sharp nail, and punctured God's side. Oh, Borat, I'm neither, I'm neither ugly, nor am I a creep. The thing is, I am in constant need of sleep. But I take a long break when, when I do awake. Verily, I say unto you guys, you'll be in for a big, big surprise. No man's land art. Leveling generally falls under two categories, inside and outside frontiers. However, someone may feel inclined to travel on the frontiers, along them. Nonetheless, in order to do that, one needs to carry a gun, a special uniform, and to be officially called a frontier guard. Yet, frontier guards only cover one frontier, one under stretch. With the right set of documents, we assume it that was worthy enough to cover several frontiers in succession. There is not much to be seen on a frontier. Some frontiers a strategic importance. Occasionally, you might come across people living interesting lives over there. Smugglers, illegal immigrants. Oh, gee. Genitalia are, as they shine, amongst many a star, yours and mine. Broken amongst astral flowers, in the sky of they are all ours. Frigo. No idea how the world around gets simplified in the freezing compound. Just on single, I'm looking for to make it all easy to my speech flow. 
One single line would fill me with disgust. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you have also the Romanian variants? Uh, I don't have them at hand, but I could try to translate back into Romanian. <laughs> if you would like to, if uh, we, you know. We, we care very much about Romanian language to sound also during those those programs and uh, uh, in between I, I, I start I tried to connect with uh, Robert again and uh, after you um, um, after Sorin after you are you read uh, the poems in Romanian I suggest that if Robert does not manage to connect Maybe I will read at least one of his poems in English if I manage to to read or to to find one of them, and the same for uh, for Dudu Krudu. And um, another thing, as I can see, Cosmin uh, has the Christmas or the Advent tree behind, so I wanted to make acquaintance, uh, make him or her. I don't know whether the tree it's a her or a he. In English, there is no gender, but in German, it, it is Ditane, that means uh, it is a she. So this is mine. Uh, so uh, so meet uh, ladies. Uh, so uh, please, so you know whether you found some of the uh, versions in Romanian or whether you are able to recuperate them. My own style try to, to. I think I can't read it, but tell it in Romanian uh, from, from the English version. No, sunt nici urât, nici tâmpit, sunt doar permanent obosit. Dar voi dormi, când mă voi trezi, adevăr grăiesc, pe mulți am să-i Nici n-ai idee cum se simplifică lumea în combinația frigorifică. E un singur lucru pe care îl sper în capul bineînțeles. Un lucru numai mi-ar aduce greață să am în față pământ cu gheață. It is, uh, it is impressive. Something it is not so easy to uh, not so easy to catch in English. The sonority, the uh, alliteration, the rhymes are really impressive. I I like very much this aspect of the, of the poem. I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry. I have to mention that the translation is made by an outstanding translator and also. Thank you so much. Uh, so, are you going to read also some other poems in Romanian? I still have a couple of poems in English. So, you? Oh, you still have poems in English? Yes. Oh, great, great, okay. Uh, penalty. 
and called to strike the penalty. A car takes me to the airport. On the plane, I fall asleep and I'm unable to figure out how long I took it. Two or three hours, four, more. Another car is picking me and taking me to the stadium. I put on the equipment on the road to save the time. Short. I leave on the T-shirt I already had on under my shirt. When I arrive, the field is empty, the spectators left. I'm wondering what to do. I notice from somewhere behind the door, cigarette in hand, and then he throws it away. I know how to kick a forward towards the square. The goalie doesn't send a chance. Sometimes since my last encounter, but there shouldn't be a problem. By the way, where's the ball? There it is, at the run of the substitute bench. I start with it. It happens like in the tale, youth without age and life without death. I take my friends out the loop. When I reach the bench, I can't breathe. Except the land ready. Blue don't match. It's one of those combinations that most truly advise against. Our plan is to consider the blue name first. First, blue comes from the color of autumn, which is the dominant. First, probably he hinted the fact that we live by large on dry land. We thereby live on Earth two times more. On the one hand, on the superordinate Terra with its oceans, and on the other on Terra Firma, reacting the ground on Earth in very rural zones, or on concrete floor pavement under which at a certain depth there's always Earth, crossed by roads and borders. All in all, our solution couldn't be taken for a benchmark benchmarking stylishness at this particular moment because because fashion changed. In the couple of shows, the last one is the hot, the dominant, the withdrawn in a corner to consider the lungs ready to mediate, the breathe easy, the breathe easy every seven seconds. And those get history as well as we well know. As often as needed, as often as needed. Hard, easy, but same from And the brain itself isn't far from it either. Sleep deprivation, I tried. Drowning, but I didn't manage to get anything. Whether I'm really innocent or innocent, who knows? Now, last one. The firefighters went home. The hospitals are closed. The police switched. Even the weather ran a mob. We are hospitals. It's not even nine. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sorin. I have been trying all the time to connect with uh, 
Robert and uh, Dudu. They seem to have the same problem. I invite them, and they just they can't just they just can't join, uh, connect with our group. I can't explain why. So if you allow me, I would like to read at least one poem by Robert Sherban in English. It is for the first time when I read this poem. I hope I'm I'm not going to 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 make it uh, too badly. You'll do splendid. You'll do splendid. Let's hope. Uh, Robert Sherban uh, is uh, the president of the International Festival of Literature in uh, Timisoara, <coughs> one of the most important Romanian cities. He was translated uh, into at least 15 foreign languages um, and uh, also got a lot of awards, among other ones, the Writers' Union Award for uh, debut. So. Uh, one of the most important uh, personalities of the Romanian uh, literature today, just like uh, the rest of our of our guests. So I will read the poem, What is Left of Life? People are convinced that in poems nothing ever happens, that they should be read after death, when it is better to stop having desires, ideas. People don't open slim volumes, and if they do, they notice immediately that inside there are just a few words on a line, just a few words on a page, and otherwise white, a lot, a lot of white. So they close those books quickly. But without anyone telling them, people know that poetry is all that is left of life after after you have lived it. Bravo. Robert Sherban. Bravo. A, really, uh, a, very, a very interesting uh, poem. Maybe, uh, do you think we still have time for a second one, or it is already late? Absolutely. Please, read a second one. Gentlemen, do you agree? Of course. Thank you. God, God talks to no one. For some time now, I've been hearing the same stories about me, most of them ugly, most of them sad, and I'm glad this means that everything I have been doing lately is perhaps good and beautiful. In other words, boring. And who would waste their time on things like that? But I've no nights out for them because I hear God talks to no one about any of us. Robert Sherban. Very nice. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, if someone of you would like to add something, eventually if uh, Rick, as usually, uh, within his generosity, at the end of our recordings, also is offering some poem written by himself, if he feels like, of course. I do have a little one prepared. It's called the little crab. Uh, I saw a photograph of a small crab on a big rock in a big wave. And it made me think of humanity. So I wrote this. The little crab 
a defense of mankind. How do you conjure this epic contest between this little hard thing shaking his clumsy, articulated defiance against the immense, limitless, all-penetrating, implacable sea. When finally overwhelmed, he swims, only to climb another rock for the whole struggle to begin again. How we must root for this tiny, defiant spirit, undaunted by his overwhelming and inexhaustible foe. How like resilient mankind I find this tiny, mismatched crab. How undefeated, just like man, facing eternity. Thank you very much, Rick. Um, Thank you. Actually, as uh, I'm a big lover of, uh, um, actually, I'm not. It is not. It is not correct to say I'm a big lover. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm very much in love with the Central European uh, Central European poetry, and uh, Rick is actually coming from a family of uh, Slovak. Uh, yeah, the names obvious. <laughs> and uh, it is very interesting that this uh, aspect. Uh, even if he actually was born in the United States, this aspect, this Slovak and Moravian um, uh, origins are very much influencing his poetry. And uh, I have to say his way of being, because uh, it is one of the warmest persons I, I, have, uh, I have ever uh, ever known. Once again, thank you very much, all of you, uh, thank you. for being today with us. I regret our friends uh, Dudu Krudu and uh, Robert Gerban couldn't, couldn't connect. Robert was here at least uh, with uh, two of his uh, wonderful poems. Um, so uh, we may today, uh, we will end earlier than usual because there's, uh, there's less of us and uh, uh, and uh, I wish you a wonderful and uh, uh, kind Advent, uh, beautiful uh, Christmas, uh, a wonderful winter with white snow like in the childhood, and I leave as always uh, Rick Spisak to end. Uh, these recordings the way he is only able to do. I want to thank each of you for bringing such a richness, such a richness of heart, the voices of poets. They are the real treasure of this little humanity, marred so much, so many ways, but lift it up in the voices of poets. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. All the best.
Bye. Bye-bye. That brings us to our next section, uh, Continuing Poets of the East. Uh, we travel to Europe for the voices of two British expatriates living in Brittany, France. And uh, we have Robert Cole and Susie Reynolds. Uh, let me bring you Susie first in a poem of hers called One More Kiss from a Stranger. Just one more kiss from a stranger, it's my obsession. Just one more kiss, I saw your face on my screen, your piercing eyes, my algorithmic dream. Seen from afar in the depth of a machine, I wipe away the mist. Yes, I want to be kissed and the rest, I'm wearing my best dress. Your hands on my legs, why are they so cold? Are we so old from the depths of the earth, lapped over by waves of the sea? We're prehistoric reptiles mating since prehistory. As the shadows fade in Madame Zaza's glass, she thinks that she has the answer, and only she I know that she's wrong. I know you. You've always been mine, so fire away in your crazy dream. The machine is broken, but we'll always be here. Just one more kiss from a stranger before the beginning of the end. Buried alive. Powerful, powerful piece. Here's one from Robert Cole called Exile. Exile. I can feel my motivation in my shoulders. It runs through capillaries. How long has it been since the snowfields? I'm immune to homesickness. Sitting in the amphitheater, an extra in an epic. I watch Phobos rising, light a joss from the canton of my birth. The smoke dissipates. I'm left with a caterpillar of ash. The impresario is to blame. It will never snow here. Only a deformation of sapphires. I blow the ash away. Eyelashes and hummingbirds. A hallucinogenic joss. Who am I in this next frame to memorize, to bring to life? In 360, a shooting star? I smell the snow flying up. Here's another piece by Robert Gibbs. Gibbs. I slid open your envelope with my painted nail. High glossed with blood. I was sleepy. I could feel something. A touch of peach fuzz. I didn't recognize your hand or the earlobe. A piece of meat bled its color. I played it on my tongue like a love button during your ritual passion. 
What skirmish did you lose this in, you holiest of fools? I could hardly read your stained letter. What complexion would you put on it? A self-portrait with only a bloody earlobe to suggest who it is. Now I'm going to offer you two more of mine to end today's adventure together. This one is very, very fresh, written just today. I've seen a comment that statesperson, stateswoman, Theresa May, had coined a phrase, the citizen of nowhere, referring to people who had an internationalist perspective, someone who wasn't a chest-thumping nationalist, despite how in favor nationalism is. I had to admit that I found that phrase offensive. So I wrote this called Dreaming of the End of Nation States. Her phrase was citizen of nowhere. Citizen of nowhere in Theresa May's ill-favored phrase, a citizen of humanity and how they are afraid. All the whims of statecraft, the border dreams and worries, and humanity just ignores the lot and loads its baggage in those distance lorries. Citizen of nowhere, they would denounce our prayer, those residents of that valley that needs must come over here. Sunlight shines uneven, and yet air moves unrestrained. And all that tribal nonsense just gives headaches to our brains. They build our walls and moats, stationed soldiers by the door. They'd limit sunlight if they could, these miser actors score. They'd stop a flock of seagulls, teach fishies in their schools, and try to mock the very wind with their tiny scribblings. Fools. They like their tiny nations. Belligerent nations ring round and fortified. I say mankind all is one. Nationists all lie. Citizen of nowhere. And this one last poem I want to offer in the spirit of the season about that golden moment, that golden bell. It reminds us of the ringing truth, the energy, the vibration that is now. The golden bell. What is that bell we seek to ring, that good and true and sacred thing? Some would push and others parry. Some by gosh and some by golly. We would prod and poke and peek, it seems, to set it ringing, hear its peal, and chase with dollars, screams, and zeal. They yearn to burn and yet deny as they stack their stilted treasure, paling pleasures, moldy, misty, meager measures, tremulous, jostling, aimed haphazardly near the sky. They're looking here, they're looking there, some in wilderness, some in city squares. The bell that stands untouched, yet glib, that hangs in the center of the crib, lulled in the churchyard, in the office lurch, that golden hung and golden stare, 
unreachable, undaunted there. While all that rushing unblushed goes by, it hongs solemn and silent beyond the sigh. I see its glitter, the glow its tints amidst, the whirl of all the surrounding rushing blur, between the hustle alone unknown, the curving dur a whirl. Some may say mocking, others jeer. There is no sacred center here. I say it's only millimeters away from here. I saw it clearly. It hung serene, intenting the world golden rose laughing in my dream. The world and its people rushed global round in silence and solemnity. The rich rose golden gown hauntingly, hopefully, misanthropically, right out of sight before our eyes, misted and twisted away by lies. Some I push, but others silent, sly. Well, thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Poets of the East. Uh, I'm your co-host, Rick Spizak. Uh, these shows have been produced with the great help and energy and love of my brother, Mercier Dan Duta. And without his efforts, we could not have had these poets join us. And uh, I'm going to leave you with a, uh, a little out music about that, uh, that spirit of giving. And I hope you enjoy your day. And we'll talk to you next time when Poets of the East returns. Thank you. Happy New Year. And now this. Bye.
joining us. We'll see you next time. This is co-host Rick Spizak here from Merche. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Poets of the East, episode four. <laughs>